Woke up this morning into my car to start my day. First stop is my buyer, who six months ago walked away. When I arrive, he treats me like a commodity. Give me a speck on his inner connect, he wants price and delivery. And if we're over $20, he tells me this business we're gonna lose. This guy's singing that old, don't know value. Welcome to the Value Clarity Podcast, where we believe that everybody in your company should be directed to the customer and the value or directed towards the door. I'm Mark Boundy, your host, and today I am thrilled to have Eric Faber, who is the CEO of SalesPage Technologies. Eric, welcome. Thanks, Mark. Uh, I'm happy you asked me to come on board. Looking forward to chatting with you today. Uh, thrilled to have you. Uh, I've been really impressed with with learning about your business over the last uh, couple of months, I guess. And um, I think it's a great, there's a bunch of great lessons that uh, a lot of my listeners could take from the way that you've decided to run your business. So why don't you explain a little bit about uh, your business and we'll take it from there. Sure. Sales page, uh, our clientele are uh, financial services companies, in particular, uh, the parts of their business that manufacture investment products like mutual funds, ETFs, uh, separately managed accounts. Uh, we spend our time helping our clients understand who is buying their products, how effective their sales are, and really connecting the dots um, to improve their sales and grow the assets uh, that they're managing. Um, we do that by providing our clients with software. Uh, that we refer to as a distribution data platform, which allows them to connect sales, assets, market intelligence back to uh, the financial advisors and the broker dealers that are selling their products to everyday folks like you and I, uh, 401ks and all different types of uh, uh, groups that are buying those investment products. We provide the software uh, and the services uh, and then ongoing support of that. Uh, that whole package is uh, um, where we spend most of our time every day trying to um, deliver value to our clients. And you kind of said it, but I want to really highlight what you just said, is that your focus, your software, is about helping these companies be more successful with their customers. So you you're in the business of, of building your customers' relationship with their customers. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's a lot of tools out there that uh, are designed to help uh, facilitate the processing of data, the organization of data. Um, but in our particular case, uh, we believe that the combination of uh, a great technology or software solution plus deep understanding of our client's business um, allows us to help them run their business more uh, effectively. In this particular case, it is since they're marketing their investment products down through third parties or intermediaries like a broker dealer such as Raymond James or uh, LPL, um, it's very important for them to understand who's buying and selling their products to not only serve and support them more effectively to retain their, their assets, but it's also important for them to know who is it who's most likely to get value out of their products so they can um, 
allocate the resources and go after the the right folks who who might want to purchase for them. So it's all about sales effectiveness. So it is interesting that uh, we're constantly trying to improve our effectiveness and communicating and 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 growing our business. But we do that by helping our our clients uh, more effectively manage their client base uh, and sell more effectively into their prospect and grow their business. You know. I could, I could be trite and say, well, gosh, you've got it easy. Your whole business is about being successful. So it's really easy for you to think about value. But I, I can promise you that I have clients in a similar situation who's, who help their clients sell more effectively who miss that complete idea. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those things we often say we got to eat our own dog food. Uh, figure out how to, to, to just apply what we know, uh, but always from the perspective of, of our clients. And so um, understanding you know, where are there are opportunities for them to grow, understanding their challenges, understanding why aren't they, uh, why can't they do this in-house or why it would be better for um, them to use sales page uh, than any other uh, uh, competitor or option that they have on the market. But it is a, um, as an old sales guy like you and I, you know, it's always trying to put yourself in your, your client's shoes and understand that their business um, is what helps us uh, more effectively sell our products and services. Yeah, so you're helping your clients uh, overcome a lot of challenges and kind of the foot in the door, the, the first generation problem is helping their sales and marketing, but helping them develop high-powered tools that give them the insights and successfully implement those, right? 100% of technology com technology purposes, uh, excuse me, 100% of technology purchases are made by companies who 100% of the time think that they are going to meet their own goals with that purchase. And 100% of the time, they're right 50% of it, right? Half of the time, they fail to meet all of their goals. 70% of the time, they fail to meet even one significant goal. Um, I, and so every client starts with high hopes and high expectations and a high self-opinion, um, but the real world bites so many technology purchasers in the head or somewhere. I need to say that. We spend a lot of our time uh, talking to our clients about how can we help them monetize investments that they've already made, whether it's in software that they've already purchased or data that they've already purchased. Since we are providing a, a platform, a distribution data platform is what we call it, um, we have found that over the years, many people will invest large amount of dollars, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars into data uh, to, do a, to solve a problem, to give the sales team more intelligence about the market or to give marketing more intelligence about a certain client base. They purchase all this data and it ends up sitting on the shelf and not being effectively leveraged. Or maybe uh, they've invested in lots of systems like a CRM platform or a, um, a digital marketing platform or something of that nature. Um, what we've found ourselves figuring out as a technology company is that if we can use our technology, uh, our tools and our knowledge to help them monetize their investments more effectively, pull all the different data together, share the data more effectively, um, that we're creating a large amount of value just in that because we're allowing them to return on investments that they've already made and reduce the risk that they have of a technology project going poorly. Uh, yeah. And we all know those horror stories over the years 
Um, and so if we do our jobs right, we're not only helping them grow their business, but mitigate risk that they have uh, through other data and technology projects that they've already invested in. Yeah, and just to be clear, a lot of, most of the time, those investments in the data that they got uh, were not investments with SalesPage. They bought data from somebody else and SalesPage is helping them monetize that investment they made elsewhere. If we're doing our jobs right, that's exactly right. You know, you take all the data that they have. It's so siloed in businesses. We're not, it's so funny, we talk about uh, opening up the transparency to the, all the different departments uh, within the organization, but uh, that's not only true for our business, but all of our clients' business. How do we help sales and marketing communicate more effectively together? How do we um, help IT support the whole business more effectively? And so uh, historically, we've all been working in those silos. Uh, and if we can help break down those silos, uh, start uh, communicating more effectively within the different parts of the business, um, A can be much more effective. Uh, and then obviously, when we're selling looking to grow our relationships with our clients, we can bring more value to a larger chunk of the, the organization that we're dealing with. Yeah, it, I think there's, in so many businesses, there's so much opportunity for companies that break through silos. There's a million companies that sell a product into a silo and it becomes, goes from silo to island. And it might, um, it, it might help that silo, might, but it doesn't help the business. Um, in engineering design, we, we called it uh, optimizing at the component level rather than at the system level. And if there's the, the, the engineers and the partners that help go from between silos and help unify that data, there's a huge amount of value to be unlocked. There is, there is. And you, you've seen it before. I mean, it's just, if we can break down those silos, um, then you're, you're unlocking the full potential of, um, of the client. Uh, and I think the benefit back to us is, as, as your book certainly preaches, um, we, uh, our solutions become more valuable to them. We should be able to um, uh, generate more value for them, which brings more value back to us and, uh, and, and expand our solutions and, and our services and, and, our, and improve our outcomes. Uh, so we're growing our business in the future, which is, uh, which is yeah. a good two-way street for both of us. Yeah, I, I don't know if I told you this, but one of the working titles for my book for a long time uh, was The Multiplier Effect. Uh, talking about how adding value to your customer multiplies value back to yourself, invariably. And uh, it's something I believe in pretty strongly that in, uh, but... Um, I came up with radical value and I thought it was a little bit more catchy on a bookshelf, but uh, I think the, the multiplier effect uh, probably is a little bit more accurate. It, it was a bow to the marketing department in me. <laughs> well, you gotta so, get your book out. <laughs> that's right. So let me ask you this. Um, there were times when I was a consultant with the, the big Miller, with Miller Hyman, uh, where we actually sold sales training, not weirdly, not to, to help the client sell more effectively, but as a way to get them to get some value out of their investment in salesforce.com. 
because they'd spent millions, as this client had spent, clients had spent millions of dollars on Salesforce, but it was a technology island. Nobody was using it. Compliance was low. The, the data in it was crap because so few people used it. Uh, but the reports were coming out right on schedule with crap data. That, so the reports uh, successfully, every time they will add one plus one together and accurately get two, it's just, uh, it should have had eight. <laughs> because six people didn't put their data in. Um, have you ever had a time where sales page won a client relationship, not because of what sales page necessarily did in order of, of de-siloing or, or making the data uh, better, but just so that somebody could justify their purchase of a huge database that they'd already made and they were having to answer to a CEO? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, we well, sales page in the olden days. We said we had our own CRM, and so I know all about the CRM stories. And and nowadays we spend a lot of time integrating with Salesforce and other third-party systems. But yeah, it's amazing how many times that uh, there'll be a large technology project such as a CRM going in. And typically, it's not the first time somebody's put in a CRM. It's five years after a previous one uh, didn't necessarily go so hot, and so. Uh, we're, we're frequently getting involved with our clients to help them uh, improve or justify um, the spend on a CRM. Um, <laughs> I'm reminded of the time that we, <laughs> we that we, we gave up on uh, a CRM package, which shall not be named, uh, in the fifth year of a six-month implementation plan. Uh, yeah. At, at what point does your sunk cost really kick in? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, CRMs are so important from a sales perspective, but they have to be done right and they have to be connected right. Um, we're firm believers that it's uh, to get the value out of it and to really give an incentive to the sales teams to use a CRM um, or a marketing team to be really effective with a marketing platform uh, that may or may not be the same or different, uh, that it's all about the data. Uh, it's all about communicating the information that they need to more effectively go after, send the right communication to the right person at the right time. Uh, and that's all the data that's typically caught in silos everywhere else. And it's not just the CRM platform or the marketing system, but frequently, if you're thinking about it from a holistic business perspective, what information do people have in their product management systems or their document management systems or their expense management systems that help them get to understand their clients more effectively? Where are they going? What are they interested in? Who should you be communicating with? And so. Um, in, in our world, for, for sales page, um, we would love to get in there to our clients ahead of time and help them architect uh, a data ecosystem, a data platform that combines everything effectively without there being um, a, a tough project that came first or a, a project that was struggling with its value. But frequently, we are getting in there saying, okay, you have this investment in a CRM or you have this investment in these other data sources or these other systems. How can we help everything talk together, exchange the information necessary, layer on the sales operations requirements that you need and the business rules you need to pull it all together? And if we do that right, then back to what I originally said, the investment that they've made, the millions of dollars that they've dropped and all the months and all the time that they've put into the CRM um, now becomes much more valuable because it does contain the information they need to direct the resources and, and channel their sales activities more effectively. Yeah, so I want to go briefly to the the personal side of that. Uh, when you're selling that kind of a solution 
uh, which is a Band-Aid for a bad implementation, uh, there's somebody at your client who is feeling some heat uh, because of the, the bad experience of the value not being locked out. Or conversely, there's somebody who has some aspirations of being noticed as a contributor. How often do you see those personal wins and those personal uh, outcomes really flavoring your your sales approach and flavoring your decision and flavoring the customer's buying decision? Well, I think that's where the we're we're unique in some senses. Our entire market of uh, um, clients that manufacture investment products in the United States probably measured in, in the thousands, below 1,000 terms. And so we start from the knowledge that we need to know our industry and know our clients very well. Um, when we get into start talking to our clients, we do understand that everybody's coming from a different perspective. So you do have those situations where there is a department or there's a person uh, that's made some investments and we need to help them pull that value through. Um, but we also have to understand that it's not just an IT department we're working with, but we have to work with all the different departments within our clients that are impacted uh, by the investments they're making. And for us, that could be uh, sales and marketing, that could be IT, that could be uh, um, the, the broader parent companies uh, uh, reporting and the analytics department. So it, it's an interesting um, sales process for us because we typically will go into one specific buyer, one specific need, uh, need to understand and uh, what's going on in there. Can we help? But in order for us to effectively sell our, our total solution, our, our, our platform, we need to quickly move left and right. And, and, and the old sales uh, saying multi-level position, yeah. where are people thinking about from uh, the executive perspective? What are they looking to accomplish over the next three to five years? And why is this investment important? Uh, and then how does this investment impact the different departments, different areas of the business, um, which we'll be touching? Um, and so it is a, an interesting game. Everybody's coming at it from a different perspective. Uh, and certainly when we're going in there after other investments have been made, in some cases we have to clean up, um, not necessarily clean up, but help, again, pull through that value. In other cases, um, the value that we can present to them is completely blue sky because they were looking to solve a specific problem and then realize, okay, we could have positive impact on all these other areas if we're doing it right. And so that's where for doing our job and, and understanding our clients, um, we should be able to help them pull a lot more value, uh, get a bigger return than maybe they were expecting when we first started the conversation. You know, uh, you, you mentioned the blue sky, it, which is in my book, I call it the unanticipated outcome. Understanding the customers so well that you understand what they should have been asking for, what they could, what they could aspire to. And then now you have this balance between selling to the fire that got you there in the first place, selling a spot solution, uh, but within an architecture, within a story that says, look at all the other stuff that you can do. Uh, for, and there's two levels of that. One, uh, as a ride along with the solution that we're trying to sell in step one, but here's an entire journey that we could engage with so that uh, you, we're beginning to set an, a base architecture so that there's a, a longer journey available. Yeah, the client journey is really important because if you're getting in there for a particular problem, 
let go back to the, what you originally said. Typically, large IT projects or large technology investments, their failure rate is staggering. You know, it's at least fifty percent failure rates or, or higher. Um, we are going in trying to provide a complicated technology slash data solution. Um, and so what's always on our mind is how do we match what we're doing with a client journey? Can we solve a short-term problem while mitigating that risk of the initial implementation? How can we start impacting our client's business within a matter of months, not years? How can we, how can we then pull through all of the other opportunities? So that client journey for us, it, it typically, uh, it's measured in a minimum of uh, three to five years that we're, we're with a client, but usually we're measuring in, in a decade or multiple decades. And so if you think about that journey over time, from the time you first get in there to the time you're with your initial project and you're into how am I impacting them down the road, you very much have to be aligned in the client journey. Our team members that are engaged in there, their team members engaged there, and along the way, how can we do it at the right pace that they can support, that we can support. How can we do it by tackling the right fires at the right time, the priorities, um, and then easily transition to the other, um, you know, I called it blue sky, you said the, the added value activities, the uh, the pull through value. I mean, those should all come in time, but that being under, able to understand where they're at, and then of course, marrying it with the broader industry changes. In our industry, like most industries, there's all kinds of pricing pressure, there's all kinds of uh, different competitive pressures, uh, technology changes. So if you're measuring a relationship with a client in years or decades, then not only are you changing and their client's journey changing, but the industry's journey is changing a bit. We need to be aligned with both. Yeah. So bottom line it for me, sales page is one of many technology solutions that get sold into your market. How do you differentiate? What's different about SalesPage and, and how do your clients see you as, as different? Within our industry, the, the, um, we're solving data challenges. We're solving uh, technology problems about data flowing from system to system. So typically we're, um, we're going up against large consulting firms that have a book of business against many different industries. Um, we're going up against uh, the, the big four accounting firms, and then there's sales page. Uh, 80 of us um, based out of Kalamazoo and around the United States. Uh, and so we overcome our challenges um, by really understanding the business and the industry uh, and combining that deep industry knowledge with great technical capability and a purpose-built solution for our clients. So over time, we build better products because we understand our client's business and our client's industry. Uh, and so we're able to build our product roadmap uh, around their specific needs. We're able to train our folks uh, on the industry, not just what's the right software solution, but why are we putting that software solution in place? Why are we solving this data challenge? So our bench of people understand uh, the industry. And then, you know, within the small industry, we work with a lot of other players and a lot of other vendors out there. And so in some cases we're co-opetition with others. That's a word I often use because uh, frequently we'll be working with other um, partner vendors in the industry. But we really try to differentiate uh, by bringing together deep technical knowledge, um, deep industry knowledge um, with really a teamwork 
that's focused on helping our clients get the value that they need. And without that differentiation, um, they might as well build a solution internally. Our competition is internal IT teams, internal data teams doing it, or hiring an, uh, a third-party consultant or going with a, a solution from a, a data provider out there. So we understand that we have to sit in the middle uh, and bring the holistic solution uh, and really understand all the different areas better than anybody else. Um, and, and that's how we differentiate from, from others out there. Yeah, you're, you're customer focused. And in my discussions with all of your people, um, you use the word purposeful, and I couldn't think of a better word about being very purposeful about understanding your customers, understanding their business, where they're going to go, where they're likely to want to go in the future, because you've taken other clients there. And um, purposeful is a great word. Yeah, I think that, I mean, even when we when we met and we were trying to figure, figure out how can, how can uh, your radical value book and how can you help us, um, we are where we are today and we might be in a good spot, but how do we get better tomorrow? How do we learn more? How do we, how do we grow more? I know when we were, when I was first uh, reading Radical Value last year, um, that was a genesis between a couple of strategist roles. W what I wanted to be able to do was take some people within our team who would coordinate with our clients and uh, on uh, our relationships but not from an account management perspective, but from the perspective of how can we get the right people engaged from different areas of our business? So how do you sit in the middle of that value network? So somebody who's interacting with and bringing to bear people that sit on our engineering team and get them interacting and understanding our clients better or from the sales and marketing team or for the product development team. And so um, just understanding uh, how we're breaking down our own silos, getting our own talent, out there and engage with our clients, different departments. So now we're taking the different worldviews and different uh, um, expertise from our firm and our clients' firms and bringing that together to co-create uh, better solutions down the road. Uh, I, I just think that's a wonderful opportunity for us to always try to stay ahead of the curve, but also train our folks, uh, expose our folks to uh, our clients and, and try to future-proof uh, what we've got. Yeah, you know, I've been so impressed that uh, you've taken that customer focus, understand the customer. We're here to make our customers more successful marketing and you know, marketers so that we're not just focused on our customer, but the customer's customer and our customer's ability to understand their customers. Um, and now bringing all the different parts of your company as close as you can into that information flow about the customer's customer and the need. Uh, you want to, I believe you need to, especially when you're this customer focus strategy that you are and uh, differentiated strategy that you need to get everybody in your company a front row seat to what's going on in your customer's world uh, so that they know what, what outcomes they're affecting. And... Um, I've really been impressed with you know the the work you guys have put in to to get there. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It's uh and as and as we've grown and been able to grow our business, not only will I, I think we've started to think about growing a team from the perspective of who can we bring from the industry who understands the business better than we do, and so who can we recruit to come over to SalesPage? Now they can then continue to train our our folks that maybe are more junior or come from outside of the industry. Or maybe we have some senior technical talent or engineering talent or data talent on our side. When you're starting to mix and match, 
different experience levels from within the in industry to outside. Uh, I just think it's been a it's a it's a great opportunity, and it fits right within the concept of value networks because each one of our team members uh, looks at things differently, and our clients look at things differently. So if we can mix those together with different skill sets and different backgrounds, um, then it, it, it really expands some of the uh, the uh, the positive outcomes that we can bring to our clients. Yeah, I um, you used a bunch of terms that I love: uh, the co-opetition and co-creation. Um, there's actually a, a U of M professor that wrote a book on co-creation uh, with your customers. Um, and the other thought is being interconnected or interdependent with your customers so that sometimes it's hard to tell where sales page ends and the client begins because um, uh, somebody else in a professional services and engineering services got the ultimate compliment from one of their clients and saying your people go native they, yeah. they come they come into our office they they get an office and they use our same language they use our you know they're in our meetings they're using our language they're using our lingo um and they are completely native and it feels transparent that interdependentness is it's hard to achieve and it's hard to balance our needs versus the client's needs. But some at some point when you realize we're adding so much value, then nobody complains. Well, you know, it's, it's funny I said you asked earlier, you know, how are we differentiating sales page? How are we competing against firms that are much larger than us or uh, a, a big consulting firm? It's because if we're doing our jobs right, when you have that first conversation with anybody at sales page, we speak your language. We understand the lingo. We understand the, um, you know, the, the different terms uh, and it's never put it in a presentation or you can never print enough sales. But it, once the client's been through it before, they understand that if the first month of the engagement is them training you, that's an awful, awfully expensive way to use your outsourced resources is by them billing you to learn your business. Yeah. If we can start out by understanding the business right from the get go dive in there, speak their language, but then also bring to them, hey, I know you're thinking about it this way, but what about this way and this way and this way? And do that across not just the account leads. How many times you go in there and the one person on that client team knows the business and then all other eight team members don't. Uh, but if you can go in there and say, hey, the, the tech leads, uh, the BAs, the QAs, the, the account managers, they all speak your language. Now all of a sudden we spend all of our time talking about possible outcomes or possible solutions and let's pick the right one. But that, that, that's a key value that we need to bring. If we, don't, if we don't bring that, then it's hard to justify the use of sales page over anybody over some much, much bigger firms. You bet. Ending that is, is critical and building on that is really critical for us. That's great. Well, um, I've really enjoyed watching some of your journey and uh, thanks for spending the time. Is there any, uh, any, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you, Eric? Uh, uh, a favor, A is an apple, F is in Frank, A, B is in boy, E-R at salespage.com. Or you can just go to the salespage website and uh, track me down from there. Or just call you, Mark, where they could buy your book and say, hey, uh, I'm uh I'll be happy Later. to I'll be happy to make an I'll be happy to make an intro. Oh no, but I appreciate the appreciate the help that you brought to our uh, our team and 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 growing our thought process around uh, value and uh, 
Um, so I, I would uh, uh, say thanks for being part of our journey uh, over the last few months. I look forward to working with you in the future. All right, Erica, thank you so much. And thanks, everybody, for joining us on another episode of the Value Clarity Podcast, where we insist that value only exists in your customer's mind, which means sales and marketing are a lot more like brain surgery than you might have thought. Thanks and have a high value day. Well, it ain't easy, cause value's in your buyer's brain. If you're selling on only your features, you're gonna drive over you insane. And if you ignore your customer's outcomes, you're bound to be paying your dues, cause you'll be singing those old, don't know value blue. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.